If adventure has a name, it must be Indiana Jones. Hi, this is Ed Dollister, and welcome to episode 6 of the IndieCast. As always, I'll be running down the week's indie news from around the world. No birthdays this week, so let's get right into the news. Dr. Jones, now you must understand that this is all strictly confidential, right? I understand. Every clue he followed, every discovery he made. These pages are taken from Professor Jones' diary, Your Highness. Archaeology is the search for fact, not truth. It's been a pretty quiet week in news, okay? And when I mean quiet, I mean really quiet. First up, and actually only up because it's the only story we got in the news today, is an update from a story from way back in the very first episode. Jimmy Mack, legendary audio and microcast guru, has sent an update about Shia LaBeouf's recent misdemeanor. Trespassing charges were dropped last week after the Walgreens company wrote a letter saying it did not want to prosecute the case. LaBeouf, sporting a beard and wearing a black sports coat, grey tie, striped shirt and grey corduroys, said nothing but smiled at the news. It now appears LaBeouf may be charged by the fashion police for wearing stripes and corduroy at the same time. Don't worry, this is kids play. Indiana Jones, Tote and Cairo Swordsman action figures, each sold separately from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, new from Kenner. You know how long I've been looking for that? All your life? As part of the new Indiana Jones Heritage trading cards created to celebrate the summer 2008 release of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Topps is releasing limited edition Indiana Jones autograph cards featuring the signatures of the stars of various films in the Indiana Jones franchise. Hardcore Indiana Jones fans and collectors alike will have the opportunity to collect cards featuring the autographs of Karen Allen as Marion Ravenwood, John Reese davies Sulla, Kihai Kwan, Short Round, Julian Glover, Walter Donovan, Paul Freeman, Renee Belloc, Wolf Carla, Colonel Dietrich, Roseanne Seth, Chatalal, Rick Young, Kao Khan, Kavork Malakayan, Kazim, George Harris, Simon Katanga, Vic Tablian, The Monkey Man, Vernon Dobchev as the butler, Isla Blair, Mrs. Donovan, and Philip Tan, Chief Henchman. Come on, Harrison, we need your autograph too. The Heritage Trading Cards will be available only at hobby markets and comic stores. Thanks to IndieCast listener Mitchell for the heads up, and I've added an image of the cards on the IndieCast Flickr page. ThrowMeTheIdol.com have uncovered the latest Crystal Skull food tie-in with Indy teaming up with Dr. Pepper and offering prizes of real-life Indy adventures. The bottle also seems to feature a new image of Indy that looks to be a promo shot from the latest movie. Sadly for us Aussie fans, Dr. Pepper never caught on as we all thought it tasted like liquid bitumen. Hopefully we'll see Indy appear on some other Cadbury Schweppes soft drinks in the lead-up to May. And a big thank you to IndieCast listener Jawbex and his cousin, who was able to get me one of the Disney exclusive 7-inch figures. Thanks again, and I'll give you a detailed review in the new year as soon as it makes its way down under. And now, let's take a look at books. I will take the books now. 
What, what book? book? You have the diary in your pocket. There are pages torn out of this. This book contained a map. Where are these missing pages? This map. We must have these pages back. Harper's Collins Children's Books has the tie-in rights to three of next year's most eagerly waited children's films, including the new Indiana Jones sequel. Harper Collins expects sales of at least a million copies of the tie-in, which will be published alongside the film and will include a movie storybook, junior novelizations, and activity books, with additional formats published later in the year to tie in with the DVD release. Also, IndyCast listener Christian from New York let me know that Rob McGregor, author of The Last Crusade novelization, as well as six of the expanded adventures of Indy, has posted on his website that there is more Indy to come in 2008. While it is a given that one of those titles will be the Crystal Skull novelization, it's exciting to hear of some more indie adventures in print. Interestingly, Rob has written an ebook called The Crystal Skull, which focuses on the legendary artifact and the search for its missing twin. It's today's mail. It's been opened. Dr. Schneider, message from Berlin. We should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. Thanks to everyone who has emailed me. Keep those indie stories coming. First up is a great email from Paul. Paul writes... Indiana Jones has changed my life in ways I would never have expected. I became obsessed with the films at a very young age and like many became interested in archaeology and other things indie related. But around the time I was 8 or 9 years old I started the search for the screen accurate Indiana Jones costume. Although I had never heard the word screen accurate at the time. I wanted a hat, jack and whip exactly like Indies. I remember having to plead with my mother to take me to any equestrian store within 30 minutes of my home in a desperate search for the bullwhip. At 9 years old I was calling any place in the phone book I could find that may remotely have something to do with bullwhips. After spending $40 of my $70 life savings at the time on a bullwhip, I took it home, put Raiders into our VCR and freeze-framed a shot of the whip. It didn't look anything like it. The quest grew stronger until I found two mail-order catalogues through the Lucasfilm fan club, presently the Star Wars Insider magazine, in the classified section. One for David Morgan, the man who made the whips from the movies, and the other for Mark Allen Productions, now Western Props, advertising in an exact copy of the Indiana Jones bullwhip. I was so excited to receive the catalogues and from the pictures, the whips they had for sale, they were exactly like the ones from the movie. The only problem was that they were over $300 a steal compared to the prices for the same bullwhips today. That roadblock of not having an income at nine years old led me to my first attempt at making a whip. I bought kangaroo hide and some tools and a couple of books and gave it a go. I spent about a week in front of my TV with Raiders playing the whole time working on the whip. Boy oh boy it was harder than I had thought. The next thing I knew I was determined to make a good whip. I was addicted to whip making and I'd spend enough money on leather that I could have just bought about a couple of whips. But my quest had turned from finding the whip that was exactly the same as Indy's to making one myself that was exactly the same. Now fast forward to today, I'm about to turn 25. I've been making whips for a living full time now for about 8 or 9 years. The majority of the whips that I make are Indiana Jones whips and ironically one of the companies that I supply whips to is Western Stage Props which used to be Mark Allen Productions, one of the first places I found that sold an accurate indie whip. In the past 8 years I've made whips for some of the top western performers in the world, major Hollywood films, unfortunately I wasn't able to score Indy 4, and national television shows. I've been doing this almost completely on word of mouth for eight years until this past April when I finally put up a website www.midwestwhips.com. I don't think I could ever have predicted or expected a film for entertainment to have such an impact on my life but here we are and I could not be happier. I feel extremely privileged to be able to do something I love every day and be able to support myself doing so. Thanks Paul. Well when you say indie changed your life you, you actually mean it. 
I've uh, added a picture of Paul's workshop to the Flickr page and a link to his whip making business in the show notes. And I'm sure if you want a whip, so I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. I think I still have my first indie whip. It was uh, made out of rope and I coloured it with brown texture. Yeah, it was really classy. Finally, thanks to Mitchell who sent in a really cool indie Christmas card. Thanks for that. I've put it up on the IndieCast Flickr page. If you've got a great story like that and want to share it, why not send me an email at ed at comicgenius.com or discuss it in the dedicated forums at rebelscum.com. Don't forget, if you've got any indie pics as well, why not share them around? Visit flickr.com forward slash photos forward slash IndieCast. Well, that's it for episode six of the IndieCast. Hope you enjoy the show. Check out the show notes for further details on all the stories we covered. And I'd also like to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and a safe and happy holidays. And I'll see you all next week. Special thanks to Dustin, Dan, Jay, Jimmy Mack, Jason, Pete, and everyone at TheForce.net. This is Ed Dollister telling you to remember... If adventure has a name, it must be... Indiana Jones. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or Paramount Pictures and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Indiana Jones site can be found at www.indianajones.com. Indiana Jones, all names and sounds, and any other Indiana Jones related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of TheForce.net LLC unless otherwise indicated.